You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love the Star mailbag. Time to get to some of these questions here. Uh, First one. And I, I think that this is an interesting one because I saw this is something that has gotten some discussion the last couple days uh, on on Twitter in the social media sphere. And and yes, YouTube comments. I see you. I know you're like, why are you talking about Will McClay and Dan Quinn leaving? The reality is you guys got to prepare for that as a, an actual reality, potentially. And we can't just talk about nothing like, like we can't deep dive on the Packers for 45 minutes, three straight times. So. That is why that is a topic, also because it's in the news, guys. So there it is. So uh, you also have to forgive uh, this question from Ken Dog because he's also asking about potential departures. But I think it's an interesting one. What assistance do we most likely lose this offseason? Is this defense done if Dan Quinn leaves? Like, like are you going to just see an exodus of coaches on the defensive side of the ball? And now Jerry Jones, by the way, did say on 105 through the fan, he said he expects several vacancies this year. Yeah, yeah. Because if he loses his head, if he loses his defensive coordinator, he's probably going to lose one or two assistants. I think he loses. I think they lose the defensive line coach. I think Dirty leaves. Yep. Um, I you know there's I've seen there's been some discussion about Joe Witt leaving, and mm-hmm. Joe Witt worked in Atlanta with Dan Quinn, and mm-hmm. obviously they're very they're very tight. They're very they're tight. very tight. I think it is important to remember though that Joe Joe Witt cut his teeth in this league on McCarthy's staff. He spent 11 years yep. in Green Bay with sure McCarthy. Did. So, so there is still some loyalty there, too. I don't think it would be necessarily a slam dunk. Joe Witt may look at it because I think he'd be the obvious in-house candidate to, if Dan Quinn leaves, go, okay, well, Joe Witt, you've already been the passing game coordinator. Step up. Uh, you know, we're going to have you take over the rest of the defense. I, I've got a flyer name for you, Brian. By the way, mm-hmm. let, let's just talk about if Dan Quinn were to leave. And, and then there's some some departures. There's been some some chatter that a a guy who the Joneses are very familiar familiar with could be looking to get back into the league after Mike taking Zimmer. some time off there. I think Mike Zimmer would be a really interesting name if Dan Quinn left. Like, like interesting in terms of, I think the Cowboys would find that to be an interesting name. Yeah. You know, I, I've kind of, uh, 
the thing we had this discussion, Bobby, and I'll, and I'll ask you this question. Mm-hmm. We had this question on 105.3 The Fan, G-Bag Nation. We had this discussion. And Eric Chiafalo, who I work with, brought this one up, who we work with. He, he, we were trying to make a determination if you – would you – could you and – and I'm not going to – I mean, here – I'm sorry, folks. This is just a topic. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to force anybody out or anything right now. Just to talk. I'll be honest. You, you won't say it. I will. You guys can change the channel if you don't want to hear it because this is what we're talking about. Yeah, but the, the situation <laughs> was, do you feel like that you could replace the defensive coordinator or the primary play caller on offense? Which would be easier to replace? And I say that in a way because the argument that Eric made was, I could get, I believe, Brian Schottenheimer or somebody to handle the offense. I don't yeah. know if I could find the same guy to handle the defense. See that that's my that's my line of thinking here is that Dan Quinn and has done things with you his- would if it turned into would you switch? You know, would you switch and, and and folks, seriously, not trying to get rid of Mike McCarthy. It's just a question. Which one do you think that you would have an easier time replacing? I think yeah, I think Dan, an Dan, Dan Quinn, coordinator would be easier than finding a defensive coordinator that like Dan Quinn that how you are right now. That's and Dan that's Quinn why does some people has done talk things, about switching the two guys out. Dan Quinn yeah. has gotten things out of this defense that they tried to get out from coordinators for several years sure. and they couldn't. Can't. And and so I think you found something that was really difficult to attain. For all the hate Kellen Moore got, when Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott were paired together, they were still the number one offense in the league, just like they are now. They had some, you know, they were near the top of the offense in the league when they had Scott Linehan and Dak Prescott together as a rookie. So to me, you and, and I think a lot of what you've seen in the last 12 weeks, the the dirty little secret a lot of people won't like to hear who are, who are you know, massive defenders of, of McCarthy and feel like he gets a lot of hate. And this is not meant to be hate, but I'm just telling you the reality is the last 12 weeks, Dak Prescott has had a large hand in just what what is yeah. going on on the field in terms of what is being called. He is calling a lot of this game at the line of scrimmage over sure. the last 12 weeks. And so I think there's so much autonomy with the quarterback already that 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 transition or that effect has already been neutralized in a little bit of a way on the offensive side. Not completely. I, I still think McCarthy has to get credit for a lot of uh, a lot of what's gone he on. He deserves and, a lot of credit. And, you know, he deserves maybe the – the owner t- saying in a way half of the season we'll talk about working on an extension. You know, he that's he he deserves that, but that's not where we're at right now. Jerry Jones enjoys people working for him that are uncomfortable. That's that's something he 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 that's that's the that's the atmosphere that you have over there. You know, I know people say, Oh, well, people never get fired or anything over there. But you're uncomfortable. You know, there's a certain level that you 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 you're not comfortable. Yeah. And uh I I just think it's interesting and I'd be fascinated to think what the fans thought. You know, would it be easier to replace the coordinator on defense or the coordinator on offense? That that's that's what what we were talking about. Next question here from Sean Cunningham. If Dallas can't get their run game going early, i.e. Mm. like the Detroit game. Do you have confidence McCarthy can find other ways to run the ball? We've talked about yeah. Tampa did this a couple of years ago yeah. with their passing attack as a run replacement. Yeah. So this would be wide receiver screen, CD in the backfield, yes. jet sweeps with yeah. Turpin. 
uh, rather than the ineffective Against approach you saw in 1230. Yes, yes. You, do, you would be yes. able to do some of that, yeah. specifically because of the linebacker play, I would guess. Yes, yes. It, it, how, and the safety how, play as well, too. They don't quite, tackle particularly well in that secondary. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, Why, yeah. What did you think of Quay Walker when he was coming out? I thought he was a good player. I liked, I liked the physicality that he played with. I th- right now you watch him play. He, he doesn't look ag- like the player I saw on tape. Personally, He's super aggressive, man. He, he, He's he aggressive, himself, but he, he gets some caught bad in situations. Reads. Yeah, he gets caught. But he doesn't cover very well. Mm-hmm. Him and the, him and the, uh, the, the other linebacker, they, they just don't. They're, just, they're struggling to cover. Right now, I mean, you match those guys up, and that's what I'm saying. Maybe play some 12 personnel where you force these linebackers to have to cover backs or cover the tight ends. That could be that could be you know, maybe Joe Barry, who's the defense corner of Green Bay, his answer would be to play uh, play dime and bring six defensive backs on the field. But you know, they, there's the, these linebackers for the Packers, it's 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 been a struggle for them, it really has. Next question here from John. Brian, which player is more important to have a good game on Sunday? So if you can pick one of these guys and guarantee a good game from on Sunday, Jordan Lewis against the uh, Packers passing game or Damone Clark against the run? I think I need Damone Clark to play well. I think if you get Damone Clark to play like Like he he has or better against the Commanders, I think Dallas's defense becomes much better and much more difficult to attack. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And Damone Clark, I think a lot of what Damone Clark's issues have been, he's he's an incredibly fast player. When he wants to be, I think he's very physical. Uh, the, the issue with him is just he, he'll step in the wrong gap. He just reads it wrong. He doesn't see it right a lot. And Brian, in, in your experience, when you watch young players doing that, is that something that comes with time? Or is that something that, like, generally, if you see the first couple of years, a guy just doesn't see it right, then he probably just has bad eyes. Is, no, that, I think that, is that a yeah, case where he, Damone Clark can improve that? Yeah, I think he can. I think th- this is where he misses a Leighton Van Der Esch or somebody like that that can kind of help him see. But what they've done is, if we've noticed, they've put Micah Parsons, they've run some scheme where Micah Parsons is like one or two yards off the ball playing like as a Mike linebacker, but stacking Clark behind him and then allowing Clark to run. So like he's not having to deal with any blockers or anything like that. Micah, the defensive line, is taken on blocks, and Clark's been able to kind of run a little bit more. So anything to back him up and then let him go to the ball, I think, is probably right now. He he's gonna be he's gonna be a better player. He's I mean, that injury was hell, I didn't we none of us thought he was gonna play last year. Uh he loses Van Der Esch, and now he's kind of kind of figuring out things on his own. But, man, maybe the light bulb came on for him uh, last week against the Commanders. And then uh, last question here from Sam Hooper. Again, guys, not we're not even going to focus on the McClay angle of this. We're talking about <laughs> highlighting some people behind him. If Will McClay were to leave, any guesses as to who would be elevated? Do you think they'd go outside the building, or do you think they'd try and elevate somebody? I, I, I'm guessing that the immediate names that spring to mind to me would probably be Mitch LaPointe. 
w- yeah. would get a a look as would Chris Vaughn because yeah. those are that's your director of college scouting that's your assistant director of college scouting um they've got a couple of national scouts there Klein Kubiak who who's done some stuff for them they, they've got uh, Ross Winchie another national scout so those are some of the higher ups there they I mean I don't know could they go more on the pro side could they go Alex Loomis could, Alex could they go Loomis, Terry Gray? Alex Loomis I think would be really good and I'll tell you why I, I would take a look at Alex Loomis first, not because he's an LSU guy. You know, of Related course, to Mickey Loomis. be the number one reason why. This is where Will McClay thrives. Will McClay will go on the road, but he goes on the road to work out. What does Will McClay do at home? Watches a ton of pro tape. Always watching the opponents. Will's number one responsibility is to build a team that can win the division. Check. Next one is, though, you know, how do you, what's going to happen in free agency? That's where you spend all your money. That's where all of a sudden you're, you, know, you can make mistakes. Will does a good job of letting the scouts scout on the road, the college guys. They do a good job of bringing all the information back. If you know the league, if you know the entire league and who's playing at all the places, you could, be, you could do some serious damage in a good way to help your department. Alex Loomis, to me, would be a guy I'd absolutely consider because Alex knows the league. He's very well respected uh, in, that, in that group, and uh, he does a hell of a job. So I would look at the pro guys before I would look at the college guys. Which, by the way, to that point, uh, because it is a, a unique title, so I don't know all, all the time if people understand what it means. Klein Kubiak, for instance, his title is National Scout and Special Projects. So that yeah. Special Projects umbrella, Kubiak is kind of unique in that he does scouting stuff, but he also does pro side work. There you go. And so, so if the, you know the, both. I think if you can know I, both, I, I, great. Yeah, I, I think that the, those are some of the names that I think would stand out to the Cowboys. Is latest guys now. Obviously, if Will McClay left, within. they are really big when it comes yes. to their scouting department. They're really big within their scouting department. Yeah, I mean, honestly, over the last decade, I'm trying to think outside hires Lionel Vital, who I, I don't Vital, know. Lionel Vital, yeah. I don't even know that they would. I think if you asked that front office just for an, a moment of honesty, like, do you think that hire worked out? I think they'd say no. I love um, Lionel. Lionel and I worked together in NFL Europe. We came into scouting exactly the same time in 1990. Lionel went on. He did, you know, in New England. He's, you know, he's been in some really, he was really in good Atlanta. programs. Yeah, but but you know they, it, that was one of those ones where, you know, I'm sure people in the building were going, "Why do we do this?" You know, and I'm sure square peg ground hole. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's it's. A, I think it was a fit issue in a lot of ways. I don't, yeah. I don't think it was any sort of indictment. Yeah. It was just a fit issue. But yeah. those are a lot of the guys that I think would get some discussion there. And also, like we say, if Will McClay were to leave, some of those guys might well, go right. with Will McClay, or they might just say, "Okay, well now that Will's gone, I, I I'd like to explore something else." And, yeah. and so they might still have some departures. Let me ask that. you something real quick, Bob, before we get out of here, though. Yep. I kind of feel like I'm throwing this out there. I'm trying not to be reckless. I think that if Dan Quinn got a job and it was one of these jobs where their general manager was open, mm-hmm. I think that maybe that would be something that would be interesting to Will. That it it's him and sure. Dan Quinn, him and Dan Quinn, not a. You know, but if if Will is going to leave, I think he would want to go and work for a guy like or work with a guy like Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn has a a unique level of respect that I within the organization that I don't know is common in a lot of organizations because we we've talked about this before. In, in organizational structure, a lot of ways, ownership has their ideals, yeah. 
the personnel department has their ideals, players have their ideals, coaches have it, and they all have their own interests that they're they're trying to fight for and look for. So it naturally creates some clickiness, or at times, even though you're all working towards the same goal, there's a lot of times like, okay, but we got to look out for our interests in our side of the building. So that can create some natural tension there. Dan Quinn has done a great job of he knocks down those walls. All of the players buy into Dan Quinn. Personnel department buys into Dan Quinn. Ownership. Everybody feels like it's a common goal. And so that's, I I imagine that's something that Will McClay has seen, and I would guess he's taken notice of, of, hey, this is somebody that's unique that that you can really do something. I think that would be the one way that Will would leave. That's probably the only way right now. That does it for us here on the Love of the Star podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully, uh, we will have a, another home playoff game to preview for you next week. <laughs> Hopefully, because if, I could, if, if, if I'm able to drive home on the ice, Brian, it's going to oh, ice geez. up, apparently. ERCOT, all of our power is going to go out in Texas. Feats of strength, Bobby. Feats of strength. We're going we're gonna to be doing the next podcast after ERCOT. The grid shuts down, Brian. We're going to be doing it by tin cans and strings by candlelight. That's going to be our next podcast, but we'll be here to preview it. And I have confidence we're going to preview a divisional round game, Brian. There That's what I think is going to like happen. I like what you're saying, Bobby. For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We'll talk to you guys again later.